0: you can hear me go
1: gore gore
2: packing bowls and freeing souls from america's heartland
3: you're listening to bowl after bowl with lorian and spencer
0: so when are we smoking some weed i've never done a blunt i'd do one
4: Oh yes, coming in hot for a special Sunday afternoon edition of Bowl After Bowl. we call it Bulls with Buds, episode 160. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us for this episode of Bulls with Buds, you love him, your favorite, Sir Reverend
0: Cybertrucker. In the bowl and in the morning, this is the Reverend Cybertrucker on a special live edition with Metal Moment. Woo!
4: Oh, yes!
3: Yes!
0: It's so cool to have you live here. Oh, it feels it feels nice to actually be able to talk to you guys by voice, you know?
4: Yeah, definitely. That's a cool one. That's a cool, uh, cool opportunity and cool timing, too, because yes. uh, some mutual friends of ours just parted uh, the bowl not too long ago, but... Uh, Before we get into all that, I just want to explain to people who may be new to the show uh, or anything like that. This is uh, episode 160 of Bowl After Bowl, a show that we do every Tuesday night at 9 Central, uh, right after DHN Plug wraps up on the Agenda stream. And uh, then we also have these Bowls with Buds episodes. They are sporadically uh, scheduled whenever we can fit them in. Uh, But basically we find our buds, we get them to sit down in the bowl with us, and then we kind of get to know each other better. Uh, so those are just uh, special episodes. It's still a Bull After Bull episode. Uh, just is kind of more irregularly scheduled. But if you check the RSS feed, the next Bull After Bull uh, Bulls with Buds episode will be posted in a live item tag. So we are so lit. The bull is lit. And uh, a cool feature that CurioCaster gives you that uh, I'm sure other hosts or uh, other apps, I should say, will start providing soon uh, if you go to CurioCaster, uh, there will have a uh, schedule you can click on to see people's upcoming shows and actually boost those shows uh, specifically. So if there's an upcoming guest that's posted in a show, you can kind of go in and not only see when it's going to be live, but also you can boost them before the show actually happens, like a little pre-boost. Pretty cool stuff, pretty fantastic. So um, always like how that turns out. I do have the helipad up, and it's kind of going crazy, but... I'm not getting the sound. Yeah, I didn't song. hear a pew. Need to need to double check that. Pew! Yeah, that pew was actually Ah there it is. There, oh, it was. there it was. I think um sometimes in this helipad you have to interact with the browser or an element in the browser. I usually just go down to click show older boosts for the first pew, you kinda have to tickle and tease it. And then once the first pew comes then it keeps on pewing. So you gotta bring it up into focus? Yeah, that's right. You have to Essentially, you have to get it aroused. Once it was be my... reluctantly
2: aroused, it was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused.
0: I've been trying to do the same thing with uh, an IRC chat for Android that doesn't, you know, log, log me out after 30 seconds of being sitting still.
4: No doubt. It's always a challenge, you know, running with scissors, uh, tripp- tripping over the bleeding edge, and you end up bleeding yourself a lot of the time, but uh, hey, what would be the fun? If we just sat back and did the boring stuff that's like podcasting 1.0, it's been done. Yeah, those scars are those are badges of honor, man. That's right. That's
3: right. That's right.
4: Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we can... Uh, oh, by the way, I, the, the last thing I wanted to say, it's on my notes here, is uh, you can find all the Bulls with Buds stuff specifically at bullswithbuds.com. Uh, so this episode will be posted up there and all the others. But uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I w- wanted to kind of... When it's... Um, people's first time in the bowl i always start off with like the origin story like how we came together or uh specifically with no agenda folks which i have a lot of uh as buds uh lauren and i have a lot of his buds i should say how did you come to find no agenda originally this this kind of stuff always fascinates me
0: it was totally and completely by accident it, there was no design whatsoever nobody said hey check this podcast out i was just tooling down the road one day and uh The podcast I was listening to, Through the Boot, um, it's a um, RPG, tabletop role-playing game podcast, and I was listening to that one day, and the episode ended, and I didn't have anything else to listen to, so there was a truck stop coming up, I pulled in, I opened up my podcast catcher, and I started going through the suggestions, and I saw this one, and I said, I recognize that guy, it was Adam Curry. And I recognized him from MTV, and I was like, oh, he's got a podcast right on, so I hit play. And that was episode 100, and I have listened to every single episode since. Nice. I've been hooked from day one. The further I got into it, the more I liked it.
4: Exactly. Beautiful. Well, I'm kind of like a older school Roganite myself, because I started podcasting with Rogan. And- Nice. Like late 2013. I think it was like the fall slash winter 2013. And uh, this was far before Adam ever appeared on a Rogan. And I was like, I think I posted something on the Face Sack about, oh, Rogan, it was so awesome. I listened to this one, you know, like, true normie style. And one of my (laughs) friends was like, hey, you'd probably really like No Agenda. You should try that on. So I tried that on because in the day I worked at this cookie shop and I was just mixing cookie dough in the back. I had ample time for all kinds of podcasts. Started listening to No Agenda and between the the sound and the content, it it like destroyed a few other shows that I was listening to at a time. Like I, it made <laughs> the them unlistenable. Production value is
0: out of this world, man.
4: Yeah, no doubt. And a note uh, for our listeners, uh, by the way, on production value, you can hear the rev uh, with a little bit of background noise because uh, I duh, am actually at work. That's yeah. right. He is the rev cyber trucker. And he's at a rest yeah. stop right now uh, with the live in truck studio and uh, That's right you have a frozen load. I was interested in hearing so like kind of what goes into this or how you have to uh, what extra precautions and steps you have to take when you're hauling frozen stuff.:
0: Well with this stuff right here it's it's sealed where I pick it up at before I even get a chance to look in it. God bless you cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> poor thing, I think he's got a cold, but Kenny's Aww. been sneezing all over the place the last couple of days. <laughs> no! He caught the, he caught the, he caught the COVID. Uh-oh. He's got the koof.
4: Kitty Rona. Gotta quarantine that cat, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> but with the reefer load, it's food grade. It, this is stuff that's going to be made into Italian sausage. Ah. So it's in big, giant bins, uh, weigh probably somewhere around 2,000 pounds each. Um, uh, like I said, the load was sealed when I picked it up. But you have to keep track of the temperature. You literally have to get out, physically go check the temperature, make sure that it's below a, a certain temperature and around where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And the load that I'm under right now has to be kept at minus 15 degrees.
4: Ooh. That's incredibly so, cold.
0: And unfortunately, the uh, refrigerator, which is essentially a giant diesel generator, mm. is right on the other side of the wall to my sleeper. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm and uh since it's like 80 something almost 90 degrees out here i have to run an auxiliary power unit aka apu in order to keep the inside of my truck cool so i don't burn off all my
4: fuel sitting sure. around idling and unfortunately it's noisy yep comes with some noise man you got some fans you got some generators you got you got a lot going on yep got a lot going on um so uh we talked a little bit earlier to a f- mutual friend of ours, Phoenix. That's correct. Of the yeah. Lotus Effect, uh, the newly rebranded Lotus Effect My baby Belle Phoenix. Yeah, so tell us a little bit, because Phoenix says that she got hit in the mouth by you, and I'm interested to hear how that came about.
0: I don't remember exactly how it was that I introduced her to No Agenda, but um, a-, a while ago, there was an app called House Party, and it was kind of like a video chat. You-, you had your friends and everything. You could have eight ten twelve people in a room and everybody's video chatting all at once and I met her through there Uh, we became friends and eventually we exchanged numbers we've met uh, a couple times in real life Um, and then after a while I started to get the vibe from her that she might actually enjoy no agenda and I think she asked me for a podcast recommendation uh, something to listen to while she was driving. So I told her, well, check this one out. No agenda. And she got hooked, uh, same as I did. First episode. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much, you know. No, it doesn't. The, the, that's why I said the, the production value of that show is so amazing that people actually pay attention to it.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: So we ended up uh, becoming good friends, and then um, when her and Fo- Foam Boy started... Uh, what is now rebranded the, the Lotus Effect. When they started the Lotus pod, uh, I knew that they were friends, but it I thought maybe there was a little something to it, but I wasn't 100% sure. And then when I found uh-huh. out, I was like, well, that makes perfect fucking sense. No doubt.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think it was a suspicion of many, but a surprise to none.
0: <laughs> exactly. That would
4: be my guess. That would be my guess. The tongue is drunk. nice um well it's cool because uh i have actually we we've met you in person at one of the kc meetups and yes you had been trying to make one for a while and then i think you've spent spent the last few trying to make them again but that trucker schedule is just kind of uh it has to kind of luckily thread the needle right
0: unfortunately yes um Literally anything can throw me a half a day off my schedule. I missed out on the
4: uh, the South Carolina. Nope. Oh, I think I lost you, Rev. Yes, I did. We'll get him back. His head is gone, indeed. As I uh, get a notification from Clevee. <laughs> Sir Rev Cybertrucker has gone away.
3: Gone away.
4: Gone away for another day. Well, we're trying to get the Rev back. Yep. This is a perfect time yeah. to We're uh, out there in the stream world. You gotta spark one up, I suppose. Spark yeah. one up.
3: What else can you do in the bowl? Well, grab a bottle of whiskey.
4: It's true. You could get a bottle of whiskey and a bowl.
3: Take your clothes off. Get comfortable.
4: All of the above are options. All of the above are options. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I'm I'm guessing uh, that was one of my questions on my list. So uh, I guess right when he gets his butt back in here, we are going to ask him about. Uh, how exactly he's connected to these interwebs. Yeah. Whether it's the, you know, because it could be the truck stop. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi you could have yeah. a hot spot going on. Uh depends. But uh, in the meantime, also, we catch up on some of these boostograms. You've been hearing Pew and uh, their way on in here. Including, let's go back to uh, where are we starting at?
3: Gotta go back. Gotta go back.
4: Oh, yes. Oma starting things off. Uh, 4,200 sats from Oma how to fountain. Woo! He says, pound the bowl.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Oma. Uh,
4: 7,777. From Pfeiffer, out of Breeze. Pfeiffer says, oh, hey.
3: Oh, hey, Pfeiffer.
4: Missouri Smash to you, Pfeiffer. Thank you. I know I have it. 3333, <laughs> 33, Sats, from Phoenix and Phone Boy.
3: Yay. Who
4: say, in the bold to Reverend Cybertrucker,
3: boost. Boost. Thank you, guys.
4: 3333, uh, again, from Servo. Are my boosters working? Yes, indeed, they are, my good sir. That one Thanks, coming sir, out Bo. of Boost CLI, Harvhat3333. Uh, <phone rings> he boosts the live tag out of CurioCaster, boosting on command. Look at that. Sweet. Got it done with command science. Thanks, Harvhat. 7777 from Booberry, Boostberry, as he's also known in certain circles. He boosted the live tag out of CurioCaster too. He said lit.
3: lit. Oh, and he's
4: got a he's shilling a link to his Behind the Schemes uh, podcast index. Account, what could it be? Oh cool, Ooh. fucking lit. He has uh screen Oh, there we go. He has screen capped Oh
3: he's back! He's back
4: Woo Welcome back Rev. I think that might have been a PDA net uh fuck up. Uh oh. Yeah, we were gonna ask you, um, how exactly are you connecting <laughs> to the World Wide Web right now? I'm
0: actually using my uh laptop as my uh my DAW at the moment. Uh my tablet has a program called PDA net. Which allows you to do a um, VPN-enabled Wi-Fi connection between two different devices. Ah. So Cricket has absolutely no idea
4: that I'm tethering the shit out
0: of my laptop.
4: Oh, Cricket. Yeah. We won't tell him. your secret is safe with us, sir.
0: Now, I could just go ahead and use the normal hotspot on Verizon. I got 50 gigabytes a month, but... That Wi-Fi connection is so fucking throttled, it's insane. It's like, oh, you've got 22 megabits per second, but we're only going to let you connect at like, 0.2.
4: Oh, man, that part is rough. I've read a little bit about that in forums, uh, the throttling that goes on, that uh, Verizon's pulling.
0: Oh, yeah, Um, it's gotten to the point. Now, I should be at 20 megabits per second. I should be able to pull a 200 megabyte file down in, like, what, 10 seconds, 12 seconds? Mm -hmm. Less than that, maybe? Uh, a minute and a half on Verizon, even though they're saying, yo, your connection is 20 megabits per second. Big oops. Like, no, you guys are, you guys are throttling that shit.
4: Throttle indeed. Well, we were just catching up on some boosts, and um, nice. we did get one that said hello to you, of course, from uh, Phoenix and Phone Boy.
0: Hey, what's up? What's Happy up, guys?
4: And then we were just reading um, from Boobs. He sent us a little screen post of uh, the notification he got from... Uh, now I'm not sure what this is because it looks like a little VLC player, and he's got Bulls With Buds uh, live playing in VLC. But then uh, Podverse, he got uh, he got a notification right out of Podverse right when we went live, so that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Nice, I like that. Um, 3333 sats from Servo. Woo! Again, he hit us with uh, 3333 out of Boost CLI saying pews are lit. Uh, a thousand from Phoenix out of Fountain says thanks for the hit in the mouth, Sir Rev Cyber Trucker. So she's still you great are th- welcome, baby doll. Uh, let's see, six 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 from the Devil himself, Lavish.
3: Oh, thanks, Lavish.
4: Who just says hello there? Uh, Lavish, I think got pushed over to knighthood threshold. Yeah. So maybe an upcoming nice. knighting for uh, Lavish coming up. All
0: right. I okay. like hearing that. Oh, new knights, yeah. love that.
4: Love new knights. Uh, we'll talk about that. I got two boosts, and then uh, we'll talk about your knighting because that just happened. Uh, Thor the Wonder Hammer says boost for a thousand out of fountain, and then another thousand out of fountain says listen to Lotus Effects Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Go nude podcasting. That's right, and, uh, and they do do it in the nude. They do. I uh, I can confirm this as a fact. As a fact. Uh, so speaking of facts, you are now sir. Reverend Cyber Trucker, I and, am
3: Knight uh, of the Asphalt Rivers. That's correct. I had it written down.
4: Lorian did the research.
3: <laughs> nighting happened during the Bitcoin Block Party here in Kansas City.
4: Yeah, that was crazy. Yes, it did. I, I didn't know it was going down, and then I just have because I'm like, I don't know. People think I'm a rude bastard, and I probably am. But I just have like this show playing like in my pocket or whatever. Like if the show's live, and I have to do shit. No agenda. I'm, I'm meaning. I'm still walking around with it playing on a phone in my pocket. So I'm in like the grocery store and like you get the show going on. People are looking at me like, huh? Um, in this case, the Bitcoin block party. We're sitting there kind of selling stuff and setting up and this and that. And uh, just had the show blaring out of a, a cell phone in my pocket. And then uh, that <laughs> nice. caught my ear. I was like, oh, it's the Rev. He's getting knighted. So that was cool, man. I, that's how I kind of um, listen distracted is like I'll miss a lot, but then certain things will catch my ears and I'll like – be instantly tuned in. I'm not sure. Some kind of weird I do the same thing, weird brain too. Brain thing.
0: Uh, while I'm driving, yeah. While I'm driving, I'll, I'll have the the show playing in the background when it's live. And then um, if, if there's something on it that I really like, I'll make a mental note of it and then go back and listen to that one intently, that little part intently, when the, the show drops.
4: Yeah, I've been a live junkie for so long now, I can't even remember when that started. It's gotten so
0: bad for me. Yeah, it's it's gotten so bad for me that I have to have somebody yakking in my ear while I sleep.
4: Yeah, dang. What's uh what's what's the best podcast to listen to while you sleep? Uh, it doesn't matter. You're asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't know about that. I don't know.
0: Now if you believe in this, uh, if you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Now if you believe in this being able to learn while you sleep stuff, then I would say. Pick something that you enjoy while you're
4: you're awake. You know, if you enjoy it while you're awake, you're probably going to like it when you're sleeping. This is true. Now, we have heard from uh, Sir Seat Sitter that he uh, often listens to either Bull After Bull or uh, Behind the Schemes or Nick the Rat as he's falling asleep. And that will be in his dreams if he does that, essentially. <laughs> Uh, I
0: actually listen to audiobooks
4: while I'm sleeping.
0: Uh, Right now I'm working my way through the Wheel of Time series yet again.
4: Interesting. How many times have you worked through it already? Uh,
0: Shit, I could probably go through the entire series in three months, audiobooks. And I do it at least once a year for the last 20-some-odd years. Dang. So uh, probably... A couple dozen at the at the very least. And that's not including reading the books. I've read the books dozens of times. Gotcha. There's fourteen books. I think they average something like six hundred and fifty pages per book. You know, they're not they're not light reading, I can tell you that.
4: Now Wheel of Time, I've not read them myself, but is it's like uh I feel like the people that I've talked to that have read them are all dungeon men. Is it like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing? Or is it it's just a high, huge overlap? It's high fantasy. Is it just a huge overlap? It's high fantasy. Okay.
0: I am, um, there's, a, there's something equivalent to magic in there. There's an equivalency of monsters, orcs, and stuff like that.
4: Gotcha. Okay. And
0: if you read it if you read it and listen uh, to or check out some of the Easter eggs, which would be uh, the names of places and people, they sound eerily similar. Like um, there's a, a monster called the Trolloc, and they have different clans and bands and stuff. And one of them is the daemon, or demon. Oh, sure. And there's devils, or devils, and so on, and so... So there's... The idea of the Wheel of Time is that time is a wheel. Everything that happens on the Wheel of Time happens again, and again, and again, and again.
4: Gotcha. Like the history repeats itself, or at least rhymes kind of thing?
0: Pretty much. It's, it's a lot like the, uh, the Hindu belief, where um, uh, you're not necessarily doomed to play out the same thing over and over and over again it's the same kind of thing so the idea is that um the setting of the book their legends and myths are all about our time and our legends and myths are all about
4: their time Mm, interesting
0: and it just goes around in a circle gotcha
4: that's cool I like that. High fantasy. That sounds like our type of uh, fantasy, Laurie.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's fantasy, which uh, could include things like uh, Shadowrun. Okay. Um, that's fantasy and technology, fantasy and sci-fi. Um, but if it includes things like orcs, elves, and stuff like that, it's fantasy. And high fantasy is things that include uh, magic, uh, which could be prolific. You know, that, that's what high fantasy is. Wow. I am really high. Fantasy. Speaking of, I have some wedding cake concentrate here. Oh, <laughs> look at you. You came
4: prepared.
0: I'm, I'm done driving for the day,
4: so I'm going to indulge. Very nice. Kick your feet up, and uh, that's what I was thinking in my head. So when are we smoking some weed? Yeah. that. Um, by the way, bowlers out there, if you have a question for the Rev about... Uh, trucking or NA or any kind of thing. Uh, Bitcoin, maybe. We'll talk a little bit about that.
3: Or high fantasy.
4: Or high fantasy. Or uh, <laughs> low sci-fi. You can just... Uh, uh, if you have questions about Robert Jordan... <laughs> questions about Robert sorry, Jordan. About the, you can yeah, always... If you have uh, questions about Robert Jordan, I got answers. He's got answers at... Call 607 <laughs> six Oh, boy. 3663. Six, six, three, in the plane. Like the bee says, nice recovery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ay, caramba! Uh, that's right, Eight one six six zero seven three six six three. Uh, Martin De La Toot says that uh, every time Sir Trucker speaks, it sounds like someone's playing the timpani behind him. That's right, that's the uh, Sir Reverend Cyber Trucker Orchestra. Yeah, no, just
0: Just be glad that the kitten's not back behind me meowing.
4: I wanted to uh, ask you about the kittens, by the way uh kenny and uh, grogu my monsters yeah and grogu is a new addition yeah i mean he's been brought a, has he even been with the rig for a month with the crew she has been with she... me
0: for um, a, um one month now oh wow she is yeah she is about uh eight weeks seven weeks old
4: eight weeks old somewhere around in that area and uh wh- how did she get hired i guess were you were you looking for candidates or did she just kind of show up at the right time or place no, I wasn't even
0: looking for a cat when uh, I picked up Kenny. <laughs> so, um, with Grogu, uh, and I named her Grogu because there is a character in the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Uh, it, it, at first, he was known as Baby Yoda, or the Child. Ah, yes. And it turns out that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu. Now, Grogu is a Mandalorian foundling. Uh, Mandalorian found the child and took the child under his wing, and they became a clan of two. So that means Grogu is a foundling. Since I found Grogu, ah.
4: <laughs>
0: I named her Grogu. Oh,
4: I gotcha. Uh-huh.
0: Now, Kenny, on the other hand, the first word I saw after I picked him up was the, the name of the, the truck manufacturer on the side of my truck, and I was like, oh, that's good enough. <laughs>
4: <laughs> little free association. Yeah, funny. pretty much. The first stuffed animal I ever had that I named, uh, it was like this old hand me down because my dad had given it to my mom like for Valentine's Day before I was even born. And then they gave it to me, and one day they were like, Yeah, what's your dog's name? And I was I just like looked at a box of frosted flakes and named him Tony. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Same sort of uh situation really. First thing you see You gotta get creative. Yeah, you know? good enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. I'm glad I wasn't looking at these antibacterial wipes that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, no kidding. Disinfecting—that's
0: your name now. Yeah, it would have been would have been a tragedy if she'd end up being named Fan Brake Clutch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man. that's how I ended up with uh, Grogu. I was uh, the fan clutch on my fan went out, so my truck was no longer cooling itself. I had to take it to a mechanic to get it fixed. They pulled me into a parking lot because their their bays were full, and it wouldn't take them long. They already had a guy out picking up the part before I even arrived, and I was standing out with the mechanic who was going to do the work. And we heard Root! and then and we looked, and somebody had hit Grogu's mama. Oh no! Aww. And killed her. And one of the mechanics was looking out in the street. He goes, "Oh man, that's the shop cat." And the other mechanic said, oh, she's got a kitten, too. And I went, I hung my head, and I said, fuck, take me to the cat. And I reached up into the cab of my truck, and I grabbed my cat carrier. <laughs> and I said, take me to the kitten. And she came she came right out from underneath the trailer that she was under, came right up to me. And um, she didn't complain at all when I stuck her in the cat carrier. And Kenny was interested as fuck when I brought her back to the truck. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take him very long before he got used to her, and now they're pretty much brother and sister.
4: I see them cozied up cuddling uh, in one yep. of these older posts from your uh, No Agenda social account, which I posted just now in the chat. Uh, it's so cute. Grogues is, like, uh, sleeping and snuggling into Kenny, and Kenny it looks like he's, like, just tolerating it or maybe not about it, but I can't tell if he's, like, throwing side eye shade to grogu or to you for taking the picture
0: <laughs> oh uh, no uh, he's actually a kind of a ham he likes it when i take his picture he'll uh, he'll pose and stuff for it but if in you that zoom particular in, though, instance
4: if you zoom in yeah. it almost looks like he's got a smile on though like a yeah. sly Aww. smile doesn't yeah, it? i see it's, it it looks like he's like, dude, she's sleeping on me. At the, Look at that. Yeah, the <laughs> thumbnail, it kind of looks like he's like, what the fuck is this? But then if you zoom in, he's like, okay. Yeah, he's been he's been wanting a, uh, a
0: friend that he can play with while I'm driving for a while now. And I figured, well, I might as well keep her. Because at first I was thinking she's just going to be a foster cat, but nah, she's mine.
4: So I was thinking about this, and we talked, I think, to Phoenix about it too. In my experience, both uh, goofing around in troll rooms over the years, um, listening to donor segments, going to no-agenda meetups around, um, bringing bull after bull back from the dead with the help of Hog Story. Um, Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> thanks, <hogaroos>. Um <laughs> Hogstory.net. There seems to be two super common fans of no agenda as far as um, careers go. It's all either like the the two highest careers easily in the pool are dudes named Ben and truckers. Yep. And I always found that fascinating. I guess that uh, they both make sense each in their own ways because dudes named Ben, a little more technically inclined, obviously right off the bat. And so they'd be maybe more, have more affinity for podcasting and how to get it and download it. And then truckers, I mean, you guys got a lot of road to push and you can only get get so much out of terrestrial radio especially in the betweens, right? Exactly, cuz you only get like
0: something like 20 or 30 miles of each particular radio station before they just start
4: fading off into the distance. Ah, that's mm. that's so annoying on a road trip. But then if you got uh, podcasts going on all queued up, no fading, no problems, just uh, Exactly. On um how many miles, I guess, do you do? I mean, are you a, uh, and and then maybe you can break down a couple terms I've heard you use after. But how many sure. miles a year do you push a road? Uh, anywhere from uh, ninety-five to one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Damn! Wow, that's so wild. It
0: all depends on how many days off I take during the year. So not many, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I earn one day at home for every week that I'm out. Gotcha. That's, that's how they, they say it. You earn a day. It's like, no, fuck you, bastard. Oh, I go home on the weekends.
4: Right. Damn. <laughs> earn a day for every week. Woo! It,
0: yeah, it is not uncommon to hear me uh, screaming obscenities at my boss.
4: So. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so a couple of truckers that you've identified uh, in online discussions I've seen, and I was interested in uh, maybe further describing them. One of them is a super trucker. Tell us what a super trucker ah, is. Ah,
0: a super trucker. Um, have you ever had a know-it-all piece of shit that comes in and tries to tell you how to do your fucking job? Oh, never. Mm. <laughs> what is that? Never, never, never. Yeah, that's a super trucker. Okay. They, uh, they're they typified by guys who can drive in any weather conditions, any road conditions, any vehicle. It doesn't matter what kind of engine ha- it has, what kind of transmission it has. He's driven 10 million miles on that fucking thing. He's, uh, we call them alligator mouths.
4: Is that the guy who, uh, anytime you tell an interesting thing that happened to you they like immediately have a slightly more interesting version of the same story to tell you exactly uh, exactly the that's, that's a super trucker they, they've they been in their truck for six months and they think they know it all I see your uh, super trucker starter pack meme yeah I'm dug back fingerless
0: gloves um, piece of shit uh, blue parrot 110 <laughs> it's like <laughs> come on man at
4: least get a clear view what the hell <laughs> And then uh, the second type of trucker you mentioned are day cabbers.
0: Day cabbers. Oh, my God. Are they These home guys, every night type of truckers? They're home. Yeah. Those are the guys that are home every night. Um, and they say, Yeah, I love being home every night. It's like, Well, you're home long enough to shit shower and shave. And then you know, you're back in your truck again. You might as well just sleep in the fucking thing.
4: Now, you know, th- do you make more uh, not being a home every day guy? That depends. It,
0: um, if you're hauling dry van for somebody like CRST, you ain't making shit. Mm. Um, if you're hauling for Walgreens, uh, a day cabber for Walgreens, you're making maybe $21, 22 an hour. Um, union wages, by the way, mm. um, that they, they may go up nowadays. Uh, if you're a, um, if you're an elite driver, and I typify an elite driver as somebody who has been in their seat for eight or more years. You know it has about a one million miles accident free under their belt, and you're making a premium on your pay like right now, if I were to take away my per diem it's a tax scheme it helps me to not have to pay as much in taxes at the end of the year or makes my refund a little bit bigger Gotcha. Um, but before per diem, I make a dollar and eight cents a mile hmm. That's a premium wage. That means if I pull 600 miles in a day, I make 600 dollars.: Gotcha. Uh, my typical pay bring home after taxes, insurance, deductions and cash advances. I'm putting about 13 to 1,500 a week in my bank account. That's not bad at all. And that's what's called an elite driver, is somebody who's been driving long enough to command an elite level of pay.
4: And how long have you
0: been in the seat, Sir Rev? I have been driving commercial for 20 years. Wowie zowie. Nice. I have close to 2.2 uh,
4: million accident and ticket-free miles. Wow. Ooh. So what's, what's the, uh, you know, Phoenix told us about she had one accident ever. Um, was there a certain time that the, the meter was reset for you? 2.2 million miles ago, what happened? No, that's been since day one. Oh, look Whoa. at
1: you!
0: I've never had an accident. I've never had a ticket. The only time I've ever been hit by anybody, uh, it, it was literally their fault, and I was either parked
4: or in the middle of an intersection. Oh, nice. Well, there's some knocking on wood for you. Keep on... Oh, it's,
0: it's that training, man. Keeping you it Keep clean. that
4: training up. Yeah, I would imagine oh. it's pretty hard uh, if you're doing everything right and carefully every time. You're in this massive vehicle. Like... It's slow to start, it's slow to stop, so it's all about, I mean, yeah, what is Let me is, give you some
0: about? stats on a, on a tractor trailer. Okay. Alright, I have 18 wheels. Technically on my truck I have uh, four less, I have 14 wheels, I have what's called super singles on the drive.
4: Oh, okay. But so they're not doubled have, up in the back?
0: Yeah, yeah. I have 18 wheels. Now these wheels weigh 75 pounds each. Easy. Probably a little more. I have 18 of those. I have a tractor that weighs 18,000 pounds, not 1800 pounds, 18,000 pounds. That's 6 tons. I've got a trailer on the back that weighs somewhere around 20 and 30,000 pounds and 42,000 pounds worth of freight in the back. I've got 18 gears and 500 horses under the hood. This is a monster machine. This is not something that you just drive around and and, you know, you you know <clears throat> And you're all done right no that's not how this shit works <laughs> this it takes three football fields to come to a complete stop at 65 mile an hour if you do it right dang you're not uh you're not catching any of the wheels and doing little you know you're not doing that crap if you come to a complete controlled stop it takes three football fields that from is, 65
4: mile an hour that is quite a ways yeah and so
0: I have no visibility
4: right I always wondered about that. It's like, uh, I always see stickers on trucks that say, if you can't see my mirrors, I can't see you. But I thought to myself- That is 100% true. I thought to myself, there's probably a lot of other scenarios too where they can't see you, not just that one. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I can tell you this. If you're sitting next to me, what what we call uh, the catwalk, that's in between the, um, the sleeper and the trailer. If your driver's seat is right there next to it, And you're one lane over. I can't see you. Mm -hmm. I don't know you're there because I can't see you in the mirror and I look out the side and I can't see you because, you know, through peripheral vision. So that right there is a blind spot. We call those a death zone.
4: That's that's where cars hang out to die. Uh, I don't like hanging out by any vehicle, to be honest. Yeah. If I'm to the left of a vehicle, I'm getting around it, ahead of it. I'm going, you know.
0: Yeah, you want to get by me so that I can see you. And the only way I can see you is if you're almost immediately behind me in the lane next to me or in front of me. That That's about sense, the yeah. only places I can see you.
4: That makes sense. Um, Do you have any, like, uh, I guess, for me when I'm at work, there's always, it feels like you're at war with certain people. You're either, like, if you work retail, you're at war with the customer the whole time. And you're like, <laughs> you're trying to win have, that war and maybe not, you know. You're trying to be polite about it, but are you more at war with other drivers, like in cars, or other truckers?
0: Neither, actually. Um, I get the hell out of their way. Nice. It's a a lot easier to maintain your uh, driving record by not getting anywhere near where an accident might occur than it is to try to get out of it.
4: That makes sense to me.
0: If you don't get in the situation in the first place, you won't get in an accident. That's 90% of my job is prevention. Sure. It's not reaction. It's prevention. Um, You you need to look at a car and know where that car might go uh, under any given set of circumstances at any time. And to be able to do it in less than a second. So you're constantly thinking to yourself, where are they going to go? Where are they going to end up? Are sure. they going to slow down? Is that car in front of them going to force them to hit the brakes? Are they going to be able to speed up? Is that guy coming on the freeway going to try to cut in front of me? Is he going to slow down and go behind me? I'm constantly trying to predict what other people are doing out here, and i got to tell you, it's hit and miss. Sure, You don't always get it right.
4: Well, and some people are just too dumb to be able to like predict, you know. Oh my God! People that try to merge
0: onto the fucking freeway at 35 mile an hour. My God.
4: That was something uh, that Phoenix. Brought legalized up. vehicular weaponry. <laughs> that's something that Phoenix brought up, and that is something that irritates me too. Especially if I'm behind somebody yeah. who's like still at 40, 45, and then it's like we're hitting the interstate, speed limit is yeah. 70. Like you had that whole on ramp to get up to speed. That's what it's for. And like i was exactly. riding your ass the whole way. And you still now, don't understand. Me, now, you can't ride ass. It just doesn't work. That way. <laughs> no, uh, my truck is zero to 60 in like
0: two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, it, with people getting on the freeway and merging like that, it's like, you know, they get to the end of the ramp and try to push me over. It's like, oh, that shit's not happening. you are going to try to push 80,000 pounds of moving st- uh, steel out of your way.
4: <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just pushing, actually, pushing yourself at that point. <laughs>
0: I've actually uh, pushed a couple of cars into the ditch because they refused to speed up or slow down and merge properly, and I couldn't move. I couldn't go anywhere.
4: Rough. Yeah, then well, that's what happens. Like uh, <laughs> They're the ones that go somewhere, whether gonna there's cut contact me off. or
0: not. You're going to cut me off? No, no, no. Eat cones, motherfucker. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, a few boosts that came in, including from Blue Douche at a curio caster. Three thousand sats on the live tag. Hiya, nice. he says. yeah to Rev, uh, to Rev, to Spencer and Lorien. From my, up, my douchey friend. From my dad's 80th birthday. Oh, nice. He said prune juice shots for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. i gonna have to chase that with something real quick. It's a drink for warriors, according to Worf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 3333 from NBS. Good to see you, sir. Uh, no, no, out of fountain. Uh 33333 from Boobery. Woo! Get the threes going on. So many man. threes coming in, and he says, Come on, y'all, we gotta get BAB ranked number four on Fountain. With the combined <laughs> power of our friendship, we can do this. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> oh boobs. He's the rallying cry. Oh shit, yes. Boobery. Yes, boobs. troops. To number four! We could overtake Marty. Wrong word. And then a 3333 again from Boostberry. Oh, no, wait. It references Boostberry. This isn't from Boostberry. Boostberry said boost the dip, so Phoenix boosted the drip. Ah. Go podcasting. Oh, Boostberry said boost the drip. See, the problem with reading is that you have to see all the letters in the word. (laughs) It helps. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Go podcasting indeed. We also had a call from a caller who called called, uh, 816-607-3663, and the caller had this to say.
2: Hey, I have a question for Rev Cybertrucker. How high are you? Phoenix and Phone Boy are pretty high. On our way to the Charleston meetup, Uh uh just wanted to shout out to say hi, and uh, we love you, newly knighted, Sir Cybertrucker. Sir Rev Cybertrucker, we love you, man. Happy to yeah, uh, see
4: you too, guys.
2: finally in the bowl. Bye!
4: Bye. <laughs> so much love amongst the bowlers, man. It is a, it's a big bowl of love. Um, yes! Yeah, that's that, my
0: couple right there.
4: That's the perfect uh, segue, Phoenix, because I had uh, mentioned earlier. You, you're newly knighted. Tell us about uh, like what led you to that, because you knocked almost all of it out at once, it sounded like. It was like over a $900 donation, was it not?
0: I did. Um, I actually closed a um, a broker deal, and it gave me a large chunk of change, so I had donated $50 to No Agenda before, and with me, being able to donate is kind of hard. I keep myself on a very, very strict budget, a very strict weekly budget, and I spend absolutely nothing else while I'm on the road. So all of the boosts and, and donations and everything that I give out, that's my grocery money. That means I'm going without something that week in order in order to make sure that somebody knows that I value what they put out, and I want more of it.
1: Oh, and I want geez, to make sure man. that...
0: Yeah, and I want to make sure that, that they are uh, compensated for their time and efforts. So the, the, the donations that I make are few and far between, but it's basically what I can. That's, that's actually the impetus behind Metal Moment. But uh, with, with all of that stuff, yeah, I came into a, a large chunk of change, which didn't have to go to any of my bills, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take care of my damn knighthood, and I'm going to do it right now. Just all at one swoop, man. Yeah. It just uh, I'll get it done. That way these guys will know that I value their product. I love their product, and I want them to continue to make it. And the only way they can do that is if they can make a living at it.
4: Well, that was, that's fantastic, man.
2: Thank you for the value for value.
4: We appreciate uh, you being one of our biggest cheerleaders also. And uh, for a while now, I think for, has it been a year yet? Uh, you've been doing the Metal Moment for quite some Pretty time. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. It has to be coming up on a year <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, every week, you uh, driving all over the country, you find time to pull over and produce... Uh, with Kenny and and now with uh, Grogu as well, a, a metal moment for us.
0: Uh, yeah, being able to do that doesn't always happen like I'd like it to, but whenever
4: I can do it, I will definitely take time and get it done. Yeah, that's awesome. And um it's like there's a few weeks where it doesn't happen, but I don't know. I feel like that just drops off of the memory or the you know what I mean. Like I I pitch it as the weekly metal moment, like it's always happened every week, no matter what. You know, like it's supposed to. <laughs> like why not? Why not? Um, what, what, uh, what made you start the metal moment? Like, how, cause that's kind of, uh, when you came on our radar, you know, you were, you were in the chat, in the chat, and then you kind of like tooted me on NOS once and you were just like, Hey, what if I did a metal moment? And then you sent me one and like, you've just kept sending it on, and I'm just like, yeah, dude, I'm into it. I kept playing them. H- how did that come well, about for you?
0: Back when I was still on Twitter, um, I was known as the Blackberry super abuser, um, and then I changed it to the Reverend Cyberchucker after a while. Because uh, you found the Lord. It, no, as a matter of <laughs> fact, um, I did that. I went and I got my ordination because my oldest daughter was probably not going to be able to afford an officiate at her wedding.
4: Gotcha. That's so, very cool. M- it,
0: they decided to just get a common law marriage, which left me with an, ordin- uh, an ordination that, for no reason. And then recently, my youngest daughter. Uh, asked me to uh, officiate at her wedding in June. Congratulations. Aww,
3: that's awesome.
0: So I do I do get to use it. But that was a reason why I went and got my ordination, was just so I could officiate at my oldest daughter's wedding. But cool. I figured Cybertrucker sounded pretty cool, but, you know, I'm ordained, damn it.
4: I'm a reverend. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have that in there, you know
0: so I added it, and it became my name, uh, my online name, while I was on Twitter. And I just started sharing. um, I'm constantly looking for new music, not just heavy metal, but that happens to be my, my favorite genre. Gotcha. And I'm constantly looking for new music, and I kept finding all kinds of obscure stuff that nobody really knew about. And all my friends were telling me, you know, hey, man, you ought to just start, you know, whenever you find something, just tweet it out. You know, that's what t- Twitter's for, right? Yeah. Like, okay, well, whatever. So I started doing um, once or twice a week. I would just find a real, you know, real nice song and tweet it out as a metal moment. A moment of your day when you can stop and appreciate some heavy metal. Uh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, and then I, I brought it over to, I brought it over to NAS, and um, somebody said something about, you ought to record that as a show, and I'm like, I can't do the hosting, you know, I I don't have the time to do all of that stuff. And then I was thinking about it and I thought, well, there's, there's a podcast that I really like bowl after bowl and I've met Sir Spencer. He's a nice guy. I wonder if he might be interested in this in lieu of me being able to make, or in lieu of me not being able to make donations all the time. Maybe it'll bring some value to the podcast and it'll translate into donations and it'll keep you guys going. Well, so I pitched the idea to you, you know, and
4: apparently everybody likes it. It's been yeah, great; we love it, and uh, it, it fits in the show really nicely. Because usually we do it to transition kind of out of the stony news and into the voicemails. Although sometimes we can call audibles on format and that kind of stuff, but generally yeah. that's where it sits. And it's kind of like a energy pickup at yeah. that section of the show. That's just so cool, and uh, and yeah. it provides a nice segue into the next uh, the next segment. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's different, too, you know? I mean, I, I love our show being different. It's evolved over time to, you know, add a few different segments that always occur. Um, the on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit stain is probably the most recent addition as a segment. And it's just like... Dude, I
0: gotta tell you, that segment has taught me more about Bitcoin than I knew in 10 years before that. So Since I started listening.
4: I saw that you had... Uh, in your uh, massive screens up there, you had the the current price <laughs> pulled up too in, in one of your toots. Uh, yes. You've been keeping a close eye on this dip and smash buying? You have no idea. <laughs> Man, that's got to be crazy um, to see them at like, all of the different wild times too.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, when the, when the dip happened, um, I set a price target at 28. Gotcha. And it hit 28, and I bought 14 Bitcoin. Holy Woo! Moses! When it hit 28.
1: Uh, Value!
4: Yeah.
0: Well, you'll be set. I have a... My retirement fund is
4: is 100% administrated by me and me alone. Ah, gotcha. What's good retirement money, no doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a lot of corn, my man. You're not supposed to be telling people how much corn you have. Uh, Value! Yeah, good luck finding it. (laughs) (laughs) All cash, baby. Uh, I ain't looking for your corn. (laughs) I ain't looking for your corn. We're looking for your value, which, uh, you know, you, you... kind of couched the value you give by saying like, Oh, I do the metal moment because you know, I can't give that often. But but Rev, you you are among the top of our value uh producers in treasure also. So and then yeah. I go ahead and I donate do, anyways. Yeah, I can't we, we can't thank you enough, man. I'll just uh don't go without Dude, I, your uh your meat and potatoes on our behalf, man. Oh,
0: I don't trust me. For me, something like that is just downgrading from uh, you know name brand spam to store brand. Nice. Best you know, choice spam tonight. <laughs> that's right. Matter of Send fact, I got a the Canada label right here, and that's for lunch tomorrow.
4: Well, we're kind of on a climb back up. Uh, Thirty-one one twenty is this simple TikToker thing I have ticker. Shouldn't say TikToker. Um, for fast tickers, I just go to Preve because it's super simple. Uh, and I've used it since, like, I first found out about Bitcoin in, like, 14, 2014, I think it was. Yeah.
0: Finding a finding an actual real-time live ticker is virtually impossible. Fortunately, the one that I use, uh, it updates every second.
4: Nice. I like, So it's, uh, it's not fantastic, but it's it's doable. I've stopped buying um, stuff from, Coin, from Coinbase Pro, but I still like their charts, including the depth, I think, might be one of my favorites. The depth chart that they have. Uh, Kraken has really nerded out charts too. crypto. Yeah. You just went off into, into territory that I've never been to. So (laughs) crypto watch on desktop is nice. Well, people, people always have these strong opinions about, um, this exchange and that exchange and all this stuff. I like to try a lot of them just to know what's going on. You know, I do. And most of of the time,
0: most of the time for me, as long as I have a a ballpark idea, what's going on, I'm
4: happy enough. Definitely. Um, I I'm the old, the longer I do this shit the the less crazy I am about KYCing for people so um my next rabbit hole might be looking at BISC, uh which I just have peeked at but uh, it's basically a way to buy it uh non KYC bitcoin uh peer to peer in a variety of ways you can just set a uh, buy or a sell offer and be a maker and then a taker comes along and takes it for whatever payment um I don't know, whatever payment scenario re- you prearrange. Like, uh you going to pop money on Are you going to send them an Amazon gift card? or you going to do a bank transfer? All, all these different possibilities that you can have. Interesting. And I think the BISC network is just a layer two that uh kind of custodially escrows it until the money swap's done so that nobody can fuck anybody, basically. Kind of like how PayPal used to do for Amazon? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. I, I just kind of... Have, uh touch the tip of the iceberg on that i haven't or dove PayPal or actually used it yet paypal for ebay i think yeah that sounds right but yeah Um, uh, it's also like something that you run sort of like uh, i don't know it's interesting because it also is like a little layer too but it's a decentralized way to uh getting on kyc so i thought that was kind of cool kind of cool Hoddlehoddle.com hodl.com cdubs points out as well there's another one mm. um yeah there's ways to do it man there's ways to do it Interesting. So how long have you been uh, playing around in the Bitcoin world? I bought my first hold on a second. I can actually tell you the date oh, I nice. bought my first Bitcoin. He's uh, got yeah, receipts. That's all...
0: No, well, kinda. <laughs> Not really receipts, but every transaction He's that got I make a is Polaroid put
4: into... with it scribbled underneath. <laughs>
0: If I was taking it back when I first started this, this journey, yeah, it was 1994, Polaroids probably would have been the best way to nice. get it done. <laughs> but I, I transferred all of my uh, activities into um, an app so I can keep track of everything. My first Bitcoin was bought February 12th, 2015, and I bought 35 at $235.80 each.
4: Yeah, man, those were the days. Those were the days, man. I missed $200 biddy. What happened? What happened? It got of course, expensive. It's crazy to buy. Like it was supposed to. It's crazy to buy in the 20s in the 20s, I've been saying. I really uh, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. like that. I kind of like when that. It, when it
0: dropped down to 28, I was thinking to myself, you know, if it had dropped down to 28 five years ago, I would have been pissed. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> now Because like, that would have uh, been
4: 28 bucks. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's crazy to think about yeah so what do you about uh, uh i guess i haven't talked to anybody yet about this this dip thing that happened but uh what are your thoughts about it i mean for me i see these dips in bitcoin specifically and i'm thinking feeding frenzy
0: probably i mean uh i was watching it myself and i'm sitting here pulling the trigger on four bitcoin at a time you know every time it was dipping under 29 or under 30 i was like yeah give me four it went under 30 yeah give me another four and I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people out there that were doing the same thing, whether it was with you know a thousand satoshis at a time or whatever, is just sitting there. It was like dip, buy, dip, buy, dip, buy, and that's basically what I did.
4: Four corn at a time. This guy's smash buying. Oh my god, bro. M-
0: my retirement fund is well funded. You make me dizzy. Yeah.
4: You better be streaming sats. <laughs>
0: I've been, I've been taking care of well it's all under a uh, it's all under a
4: trust fund and I can't spend none of it right no that's cool uh yeah. way to be able to swap it around and manage it and turn the money into better money while it's just sitting there protected yeah I had I had the idea um, as somebody in uh, the world of finance
0: told me you know you should buy uh, um, you should get involved with this trust or uh, uh, this mutual fund and and, and, and that mutual fund and this mutual fund and I started looking at it thinking well fuck the, the fuckers that are administrating the mutual fund are making an ROI ten times more than what their fund is doing fuck that I'm investing in them no doubt and that's exactly that what sense. I did okay <laughs> uh, and at one time uh, the financial records of senators and congress people was public record
4: now oh, they fixed now, that
0: huh yeah they fixed that uh, in a big way It used to be that you could go down into the bottom of the Capitol building, into the basement, and look through their financial records and uh, take notes. You couldn't photocopy anything. You couldn't take pictures of it, uh, but you could take notes in a notepad. So I was paying a guy $500 a visit to go visit four times a year and go down there and see what senators and and congresspeople were investing in. Yeah. And that's that's how I planned my stuff out. I figured... And I knew, this was long before I got into No Agenda, I knew that they were crooked sons of bitches. No doubt. Because, and I've noticed before, you know, they basically broke when they get there, and four years later, they come out, you know, multimillionaires.
4: It's crazy how that happens, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So, I was doing that for a while, and then they stopped that practice. You had to, you couldn't uh, even take notes. Anymore, and then finally, they just stopped letting people down there to look at the financial records. So that well of information dried up, and since then, it's been gut feelings. I, uh, literally, I have no investment strategy whatsoever, except I think that's going to go up.
4: Yeah, I mean, I guess it all boils down to that in a big enough picture, right? <laughs> what will go up? Um, well, the, what's good about for the long uh, term, you know.
0: Yeah, you think about the the time of year, right around Christmas. Uh, toy toy com- toy manufacturers, their stock goes up. Yep. So you um, three, four months before Christmas starts rolling around, you buy a bunch of stock in the company. It goes up. You sell it off right before Christmas, and you make a little money. Uh, there's also other things that uh, will never go out of style: ball bearings, nuts and bolts. Sure. Those those companies don't go out of business. Technically speaking, there's always somebody manufacturing bolts and ball bearings. Uh, Roller coaster companies have shown a steady ROI for the last 30 years. Interesting. Uh, Those are long-term investments. I'm talking 10, 20, 30-year long investments, not something
4: that you want to pump and dump. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something that would have a lot of volatility action.
0: Uh, no, uh, it's just a, a steady increase and in, in the occasional crash, which is usually corrected within a few months. Gotcha. Yeah. So I've, uh... s- steel companies, ball bearing companies, roller coaster companies. Um, I try to stay away from entertainment companies like Disney and stuff like that. Sure you know and you've seen this with uh you know the the woke shit you know all of a sudden people turn on them right. and they lose a shit ton of money yep. yeah i don't want to invest in a company that has the the capability of dying like that
4: yeah at a at a fickle public yeah kind no kidding at the, you're at the at the mercy of a fickle public Ugh. um it, it seems uh firearms manufacturer stocks do all right too for the most part uh,
0: they are nothing but consistent performers mm-hmm you know, even uh, even when um, uh, any kind of gun control uh, rhetoric starts being floated around in the narrative, their stocks they may dip, but they usually recover
4: the next day. It seems to like help in the long term. That kind of stuff.
0: Exactly. Which is because kind of wild, people are
4: yeah. like, "There's people out there with guns. I want to get one too." Yep. Hello. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, and even you can have all the guns in the world, and just still need
0: more ammo. So. Oh, precisely. Gotta take that thing out and shoot them bullets That's how in order goes, to get man. good at hitting
4: shit. That's right. Yeah. Your first time can't be when you need it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh
4: well this is far from the first time, uh, for this next caller calling in and leaving a message.
2: In the bowl. In the bowl. Good to hear you, Reverend Cyber Trucker. Hope you all have a good show so far. Oh yes. Uh definitely always really appreciated and liked working with our truckers when I was on tour. Um the two most important departments, in my humble opinion, is the drivers, because they're going to make sure that your shit gets there on time, so that you can get loaded in and do the show on time, and, uh, you know, ensuring that it's not all smash the hell. And uh, second, equally as important, would be the musical conductor, because the conductor is, you know, leading the tempo and the pace, and for mm. all the band, and the singers are taking their cues from the band, and the the stage managers taking the cues from the band and it's a neat little eco, uh, ecosystem i guess We're worked with a lot of really cool truckers over the years we had big dave little dave regular dave uh nelson was cool nelson he's one of those old old school dudes um all, all good people uh i did have a question uh <laughs> A couple of weeks ago on Bowl After Bowl, you brought a song called Robotomy by the Tremor Cats. Excellent tune. But you said those four little letters that got my jimmies all stewarded. And that would be G-W-A-R. Rev, I got to know. You've seen the war <laughs> show, if you have, year. And uh, what did you think of it? In the bowl, everybody.
4: In the bowl.
3: In the bowl.
4: I knew that... Uh, my- Boobery would get a f- diamond hard erection when Guar got brought up for sure. You ever been to a Guar show? I've been to several. Oh, look at you! <laughs> yes,
0: i i went to a uh, i went to a um, a concert in Anaheim, California. My very first Guar concert. It was their um, live from Antarctica CD. They were promoting that one, and that was my very first uh, Guar concert. I got covered in piss. <laughs> I, I'm happy to
4: say Odorus Arungus pissed on me. Oh man. I think Boober is rolling around on a puddle of piss and jizz himself. I'm sure they would just jizz
3: all over themselves for that.
4: And I have met David Brocky. There
0: you go. Uh, he he is uh, Odorous Odorus of Guar fame. And I've met him and so is my brother.
4: Very nice. Look at you, you're on the Guar train. Oh,
0: the uh, when uh, the, I think it was the year that Phallus in Wonderland came out, my brother brought that videotape home and put it in the, the VCR. My mother was at work, but he says, you've got to see this. And that was my <laughs> first experience with
4: Guar. Wow. And just and never. I got to f- tell you,
0: I was hooked. Never been the same since, right? <laughs> yep. I walk around and at least once a week, I'm, you can hear me go, Gore GOR. Well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have no idea what that sound means but I can tell you it's fantastic.
0: Well, in in Guar in the Guar mythology, Gorgor is the bastard son of Odorus Arungus and Slymenstra Hymen. Okay. Uh, he's a giant uh, Godzilla type monster. He is Gorgor the
4: uh, the the Tyrant Lizard. Fantastic. Yep. I know Boobery is out there like, duh, you gotta all this? <laughs> <laughs> this is basic lore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is basic lore. It's basic gore <laughs> lore. Come on, catch up. <laughs> catch up. I know there's a uh, a talking sentient penis involved, which I'm definitely The cuttlefish of Cthulhu. I yes. Can, uh, I can get behind. Um Yeah, the old Gore pick, man. That's that's how to get to my boy Boobery's heart really quickly. Nice. Yeah, that, that band
0: Tremor Cats is my brother's brainchild. He's the uh, the lead singer. Uh, he's the one who put all of the band members together. He named the band. He writes all the the lyrics and music. So that's all pretty much my brother uh, running that whole show. That's he awesome. He is a, he's a member of another band called Fifteen Stitches, but he's just the uh, he's the lead singer. He didn't. Uh, he's not one of the
4: founding members. Gotcha. Um, so I guess we had, uh, because you had sent to me a, uh, a metal moment for today. Conveniently enough, conveniently enough. Uh, so since we're on the topic of metal moments and awesome metal. uh, I was going to say, um, I have the full song.
0: Uh, you can, uh, you know, crossfade it out, uh, if you want to, or play the whole thing
4: either way. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Uh, yes. Let's let the bowlers decide. Here we, here we go. Let's give it. Let's give it a rip.
0: In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu.
4: Where to go? This week's metal moment. Oh, and of course that's just the intro. Um, <laughs> here we will play this week's metal moment.
1: Ah!
0: little Baby metal for you that comes off of their uh latest album, uh, Metal Galaxy, and that song is called Shanti Shanti Shanti.
4: Very nice, always bringing
0: something yeah that. Different. Yeah, that entire album is actually takes uh musical styles from all around the world and mixes them in. It's also their first album to include guest vocalists. Ah, yeah,
1: yeah I understand. Uh, particularly,
0: some... their, their song Papaya was the first one to include a guest vocalist.
4: Okay. I heard, I, f- I feel like I heard some ceramic drums back in there. Like you'll Yeah, hear those modern were indra- um, Indian music.
0: Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why Bloody Wood is so popular because uh, of those instruments. They sound
4: fantastic in a metal context, man. Let me tell you. No doubt. I always loved the sound of those, man. Bloody Wood. Is this like uh, Bollywood horror? I,
0: I, I, kinda. Um, these guys started out, it was just a guitarist and a vocalist. They did uh, heavy metal covers of songs, and then they did a heavy metal cover of an Indian folk song called Ariari. Ari. And people loved it, and it just blew up. And then they started um, putting out their own music, then they added a vocalist, and they added... Percussionists and drummers, and and now they're a full blown heavy metal band.
4: Nice, beautiful, beautiful. You, I know that you were after Laurian's heart with the Japanese rock.
3: You stole it. That's right. That's right.
4: <laughs> I
0: uh, when uh, the first time I I listened to you guys commenting on when I did uh, Maximum the Hormone, uh, when we went to Japan, I heard Dame Laurian say that she thought it was. Baby metal, and but she liked it anyways, and I thought, alright I'll, I'll save uh, baby metal for a special occasion, and this was a perfect opportunity for me to use it Yeah, what a special occasion, yes. definitely
3: Baby metal, is so wild, it's like you take an idol group and make it metal Yep, and it. in
0: Japan they have a particular name for that genre of music, it's kawaii metal or cute metal
1: mm.
3: Kawaii My favorite band is a uh, J-rock group <laughs> Which one? Duran Gray.
0: Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
3: They're wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, my favorite is actually Wagaki Band. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, they use traditional Japanese musical instruments with a heavy metal band.
3: Well, that sounds awesome. It,
0: oh, yeah, it is. It's fantastic. It, it, it's amazing. Um, their uh, Kyoto player is absolutely
4: stunning. Yeah, when I first met Lori, it, it, she was still in the dorms, and she had all type of these.
3: Oh yeah, I had a uh, J
4: rock band centerfolds all over <laughs> her walls. Well,
0: see, this right here will test her knowledge of Japanese metal and Japanese uh, bands, and uh, J pop. When I say the words "Lady Baby," no reaction. That means she I doesn't know who that they confidence. are. I'm
3: stuck.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is this yeah, J pop? It Kinda.
4: <laughs> it's it. It's J-pop, but... Lor- ra- uh rabbit hole is Visual K. Yeah. Okay. Visual K
3: fashion. The classics like X-Japan and also... Nice. Um, she,
4: uh, she had us watch this documentary. What was it called? This is X? We Are X. We Are X. We are X. Mm. Worth checking out.
3: Yeah, it was really good.
4: It's, it's about X-Japan and then they're kind of like, I don't know, come back or moving on after losing... Yeah, a member day. only. That or was two like members. A, they lost two members. That's right. But they were playing oh, wow.
3: at uh, Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and so the documentary filmmakers were following them there, and then trying to catch up on the backstory and kind of questioning like why they're not a uh, world-known household band name. It was pretty interesting.
4: Yeah, I might want to give that a listen. Their drummer Definitely. was just like destroying his own body to uh, still is deliver that. To deliver the reminds performance that he delivers. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds
0: me of one of the members of Maximum the Hormone. His screaming actually led him into the hospital for emergency surgery to remove polyps uh, of oh his yeah. throat. Fuck. Yeah, he was destroying his throat in order to, to do their
4: music. That's
0: wild. <laughs> That's yeah. dedication
4: right there. Yeah. That's dedication to the art.
3: It was worth it.
4: Uh, must have been because it's some awesome fucking music uh so also something traditional that we used to do with bowls with buds a lot that we sort of drifted away from but i want to kind of keep a foot into or like bring back tradition bring back traditional stony questions yeah yeah about uh i always like to hear first when people first like heard of weed because usually the first time you hear about weed it's like in a Oh, this is scary, you don't ever do this, this'll like uh either kill you or make you retarded. And then the first time you actually encountered it like in real life or in person.
0: That would be pretty much the same time period. Nice. My father was a smoker. He he was potted. Uh all the way up until the day he died. And I was Jobless. What's that? I said jobless. <laughs> um he was uh he was a smoker when i was about six or seven and he got busted oh man for just yeah busted for distribution and i happened to be at the apartment when he got busted so i saw my dad's stash go out the door when i was seven Oh, <laughs> i didn't know it at the time but that was a damn shame
1: no oh, um, dad
0: and then uh, i knew my dad smoked pot from about 12 on and i knew my mother smoked it too i knew what it smelled like um i knew that it wasn't for kids that I shouldn't mess with it uh, while it was in you know if I was in my mom or dad's room so I never did and then uh, when I was about 15 I think it was a friend of mine down the road said hey man I just got a hold this some pot you want to smoke it with me I'm like yeah sure why the fuck not so we go over to his place and we smoke like three joints in a row and I go home you know not thinking I'm not high this is like 15 minutes later and I go home thinking, you know, oh, that wasn't shit. <laughs> 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 Holy crap. I was high as a fucking... Ca- and I didn't know what the high was about. So I thought I was fucking dying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does
3: seem but a after, boozey, doesn't he?
0: But after about an hour, I started going, you know, hey, I kind of like this. This is kind of nice. I think I'm going to do this shit again. Now that I know what it feels like, you know... <laughs>
1: Hmm.
0: So I tell everybody if you're gonna try a drug, try it with somebody who knows what the fuck's going on. It's always important, yeah. Yeah, that way they can they can allay your fears. Somebody could have sat yeah. me down and said, "No, you're not fucking dying. You're just
4: stoned." Yeah, they yeah. can just kind of explain what's going on uh, in a helpful way. That is called. But
0: I liked it, and after that, I started cultivating friends that had connections to it all over the place, and finally ended up friends with uh, a guy by the name of Uriel. Okay. Uh, I became friends with him because a bunch of guys were teasing him about his name. Hey, look, it's urinal. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuckers. How come original. On, get creative, would you? Yeah. And uh, he was like, hey, thanks. About, I appreciate man. And he pressed a, a baggie in my hand. He Gave me a quarter. Nice.
4: Hell I yeah. was like,
0: fucking sweet, dude. I was like, you want to come over to my house and you know smoke a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he became my friend. And that's when I found out that his dad actually ran weed for the the mexicans up from los angeles to the central valley oh boy and my buddy uriel would get his dad would give him like a kilo because he did some work for him that's how he paid him was he just gave him a kilo mm. so he'd come over to my house i had my bedroom was set up like a living room it wasn't set up with a bed and a dresser and it was two couches and two lazy boy recliners with the coffee table in the middle and a bunch of end tables all the way around the room. And one of my couches folded out into a hide-a-bed. That was my bedroom. So he'd come over, we'd sit in my lazy boys, and he'd pull the coffee table over and he'd break that brick out and he'd start cutting it up into uh, quarter pounds and ounces and stuff. and. The whole time he's doing this, he'd pick a bud up and he'd go, Hey, man, check that out. That's a big-ass fucking bud. Look at your sticky shit, man. Hey, Hey, keep that, keep that, keep that. Hold on to that, hold on to that. By the time he left, I've got like an ounce and a half of just these big old choice Christmas trees sitting on my end table. You go carpet mining and the carpet pull out another half ounce and he leaves, (laughs) he leaves like a half ounce of shit laying all over the fucking coffee table and all my friends are coming over going, Hey man, I just scored a dime bag. You want to smoke? He's like, yeah, I'll match you. No problem. He takes some of this shit with you when you leave, by the way.
4: (laughs) It's everywhere.
0: It literally was. And he was doing this twice a week and he would leave like two, three ounces with me twice a week. Just of just some of the choicest buds he could possibly pull out of that brick. And all of my friends couldn't figure out where I was getting all of this weed from. They were like, how are you affording all this? <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not buying it, you know? Must be it's just fucking being nice. being to me. Must be fucking nice. Well, lucky oh, it you. was. No, that's When I moved awesome. to Colorado, yeah. When I moved to Colorado, I brought um, a half a pound of that with me. And everybody in Colorado was like, hey, man, toke on this. This is some heavy shit, and all day long going through all of their stuff and i'm like well where's the fucking buzz hold on a second sit down hand me that pipe (laughs) i got some shit from california here for you and watch everybody slide out of their seat
4: california man
0: yeah well i grew up in california but i'm proud to say i was raised by a west virginia hillbilly
4: well there you go so you spent time in both or did you just move at a certain point
0: I moved, my family moved to West Virginia, to Beckley, West Virginia for two years when my grandfather got sick, and after he passed away, we moved back to California, and I think I was four or five years old at the time. Uh, when we moved back to California, we spent a year in San Diego, but I spent pretty much most of my life growing up in the San Joaquin Valley in Manteca, California,
4: just just south of Stockton. Gotcha. That's very wild. And uh are you still based out of West Virginia now or are you just out uh, I full still Ramble? own a house. I still own a house
0: in West Virginia, but I live in Kansas at the moment. Beauty.
4: Nice. I thought you were like uh semi local. I am. I'm regional. regional. Uh what I usually yeah, what
0: I usually do is I run from Kansas City or St. Joe down to Orlando, Miami, you know, the down around in the the Florida. And Usually it's meat or um, potato or salad products from a company called Reesers out of Topeka. And I'll haul that down to Florida, and I'll either pull um, orange juice or Coca-Cola water mm-hmm. or flowers, flowers out of uh, flowers, cut flowers, fresh flowers. And we'll pull those out of Miami and those go to Denver.:
4: Gotcha. So I get I get a lot of trips to Denver and uh the promised land <laughs> it's a great place to be that's for sure oh man, no doubt about it so um, and, is driving pretty laid back when uh, when it comes to stoning um, just, I don't, don't in drive, I don't drive wall high
0: right uh, that is stupidity in and of itself uh, anybody who does do that in a commercial vehicle does you know well yeah you doesn't to... really deserve that.
1: You've got too license. much to
4: track at all times, you know. Yeah. And there's I mean, your record speaks for itself, you know. Yes. Now I I may have a toke or two in the morning just to,
0: you know, kinda level me out a little bit, but we're we're talking the remnants of whatever dab I had the night before. Sure. So
4: there's there's also a thing where it's like sitting around ripping four bowls and then wondering what is even gonna yeah. happen next, or yeah. Like a quick rip to get the headache to go away it, when you wake much, up and look in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
0: sucks, man. Let me tell you, being uh, facing the east uh, when you start driving during the day, oh, uh, God, yeah. it, it, it can give you a headache like crazy. But that, that, it, in the morning, I may do you know a rip or two, but not real big ones. And this, this is, um, like I said, it's it's concentrate that's already been pretty much depleted. So I'm not stoned off of it, but it, it'll probably even out whatever headache I got, um, the aches and pains in my hands. You know, it makes them disappear, and I can function for the rest of the day. Sure, yeah. Um, but as far as driving on weed goes, there are ways around drug tests. Sure. You know, um, the synthetic urine. Uh, I prefer Clear Choice. Clear Choice. Uh, interesting
4: your choice do you do a They're, fake weenie uh, or they don't watch probably huh?
0: no they they don't give a shit they don't usually it's a it's a it's a woman and she doesn't want to follow you in the bathroom anyways
4: yes you know
0: they wouldn't want to follow me around at any time <laughs> much less <in> the bathroom. <laughs>
4: yeah i can imagine
0: that makes so sense. it's not that big of a deal you just make sure it's warm foolproof I've only it's a- not foolproof because <laughs> there are <laughs> well. there are some brands out there that can be detected Interesting. That's why I say clear choice. Hmm.
4: Well, fool. Monkey, per, monkey piss is another one. Monkey piss? Yeah, monkey piss. I'd never heard of these these products. Of course, I, I've only had to pee one time, and it was a condition of a certain employment, and I was like, you know, never pissed before, I never intend to again, but I like you, dude, and I'll, I'll, pee, in your, <laughs> I'll pee in your little cup, man. It was just like a certain job I got. Um, cleaning dryer vents out, actually, and installing and repairing them. Being, that's actually not a bad gig man it was it was cool i just uh, rainy roofs yeah are not I would imagine. Uh, just not my jam it being a being on roofs in general i do not enjoy but like i'll do it and I'll do it on my own house when there's shit you know uh going on either in the gutters or uh, at a yeah i was gonna say when your
0: something. gutters get stopped up you got two choices you know, drown in water or get it, get
4: your ass up there and clean Yeah, it. you always want to be above wherever that's going down when you're cleaning it. Right? No doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, and then another time where a fucking celebratory stray bullet people fire around all the time. Uh, there was a couple that came through my roof, so I had to get up there and tar it up, you know, and patch it. Dude. I know, it's fucking lame, man.
3: Yeah, super lame.
4: Uncool. They
0: get, don't people realize physics exist?
4: Uh, I don't think they think past the... The whole squeezing them off part. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like where the thoughts about it end for them. Yeah, they yeah. must
1: go up into space and out every, into
4: the center. Uh, every every Fourth of July and every uh, New Year's New Eve. New Year's, yep. That's when it'll happen.
0: Like motherfucker, at least shoot it at the ground. Oh man, you would think that way
4: for ricochets, it hits your ass. Crazy man, people are crazy, out out of their minds, insane. Um. Yeah, I brought that up for something. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're going on roofs. <laughs> no man, I couldn't. I just can't sustain that kind of thing. And then, like in the spring months when it's like, it doesn't even have to be raining. If it's just that misty shit that just makes a roof sopping wet, you know, the roofs get slippery. And I was, I was just like up there, and I was like, you know, it's really only a matter of time until some yeah. fucking dumb thing happens to me when I'm doing this. And so I just was like, I just don't want to like keep doing it every day, you know, over and over again. So I stopped doing it, but it was cool. It was like, it's a, it's a really fucking weird and, uh, niche thing to know about is dryer vents. <laughs>
0: well, dryer vents need to be cleaned. Yeah. So. Yeah.
4: Like, like if I'm showing people a house, I'm always looking at the dryer vent be like, Oh, you don't, <laughs> you're gonna have to get that looked at for sure. <laughs> Look at that.
0: I've, I've done paint work and drywall. So when I walk into a place, that's the first thing I'm looking at too.
4: Yeah. Isn't that funny how you could like specialize in certain stuff and then you're like, yeah, that, that's every it, tradesman, though, right? Like, if you've ever done anything with your hands, then uh, your new job for the rest of your life has to be to walk in the room and go, oh man, last guy fucked that up pretty bad. Look at this, <laughs> he had no idea what the hell he was
0: doing. I find myself critiquing auto haulers on their strapping techniques as I walk by their
4: trucks because <laughs> <laughs> I did that for a while, <laughs> but then when you do something outlandish and stupid, it's like, yeah, look at this. Uh, I- I was in this Uh, situation, so I had to make do, so I did it this way. Look, it's perfect. (laughs)
0: Yeah, check this out, man. I tied this car up with nothing but toilet paper and bubble gum. People are looking at it like,
4: uh, sir? That shit's going to fall off.
0: You you know that, right?
4: (laughs) What is the weirdest thing you ever hauled, do you think?
0: The weirdest thing I've ever hauled?
4: In your 20 years of hauling stuff back and forth.
0: Uh, That was actually a, um, uh, a truckload of golf carts. Ooh, that sounds fun. Riding on an auto hauler, it, you can fit uh, something like 30 of them Dang. on an auto hauler. Okay. Um, that was probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen, because usually they're hauled on flatbeds. They're not right. hauled by an auto hauler. So um, that was probably one of, the, one of the weirdest. The strangest I ever had was one pallet that weighed 200 pounds. Oh, that no. I picked up, and I can't say where in Colorado, but it was up in the Sierra, uh, up in the uh, Rockies, mm-hmm. where I picked this thing up. I signed an NDA, you know, an NDA non-disclosure agreement, and all yep. of this, and, and I had to have a security clearance in order to go in there. But I had a pilot car and a chase car, armed federal agents. Uh oh! And I still
4: don't know what was on that fucking pallet. Damn, mm. some Indiana Jones type shit. Yeah, or Pulp Fiction I'm, I'm where a, they open the briefcase and it's just glowing bright. Then they close the briefcase and just like look yeah, at each other without a word. Every exactly. <laughs> and
0: and this is the Rockies, so I'm assuming it's either gold or radioactive. One of the sure. Two. And sense. with a 200 pound pallet, you know that's not a whole lot of anything. Yeah. What well, it's, what it's, could be 200 pounds? And it's that either expensive?
4: not much or a whole hell of a lot. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, makes you wonder. So
4: to this day, I still
0: have no idea what it was.
4: It was an anti-gravity craft, and it just seemed to weigh 200.
0: Could have been. I don't know. Uh, when I got there, uh, they had me park my truck and disconnect from my trailer. And then a shag driver picked up my trailer and took it away. Huh. And I didn't see it for two hours. And then they brought it back. And then I was allowed to hook up to it and leave with
4: my escort. Wow, That's weird, man. That is a weird load. Yeah,
0: wouldn't, and, and federal law says that I have to know what's in that box before I can haul it. But this was a day when I was told my lockbook doesn't mean shit, hours of service doesn't mean shit, rules of the road don't mean shit, if these guys speed up, you keep
4: up. Damn. That's what I was told. You're with these guys now. Yep. For the rest of the mission. And I'm um, sitting,
0: in a, uh, sitting in a CRST truck going, yeah, well, I'm governed at 68 mile an hour. I ain't keeping up with shit.
4: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, if they take off, they're gone. Are you, are you governed currently in your current rig?
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, I am. I don't mind my rig being governed. It's governed at 68. Uh, what that does is it reduces the amount of uh, money that the owner has to pay into his uh, insurance.
4: Sure. That's what Phoenix was Uh, telling us, too, is kind of like insurance purposes.
0: It has absolutely nothing to do with fuel. has absolutely nothing to do with safety. It's all about insurance.
4: And you still ride hills to your advantage is what I've learned, too.
0: For the most part, yeah. um, I don't, usually. If I go more than five mile an hour over the speed limit, I I get uptight and start hitting the brake. Gotcha. Bring myself back down to uh, the speed limit or under. As far as I'm concerned, as long as my truck can do almost the speed
4: limit, I'm happy. Sure. I am, too, Because everybody else is doing
0: 75. Who the fuck am I going to
4: get behind? Right. (laughs) That makes sense to me. That's the old right lane, man. It's the cruising lane, you know? That's right. Get there, get as close to 70 as you want, and just hang out for an indefinite amount of time.
0: Pretty much. And I figure 68 mile an hour prevents me from having to hit my brakes every time I come up against somebody who's doing 71 while I'm doing 72.
4: Sure. You know, uh,
0: those people who actually do the speed limit, if their speedo's off by a half mile an hour, it doesn't affect me. So I spend less time on the brakes and more time on the cruise control, and my truck runs a little smoother and gets better
4: fuel mileage. Yep, that makes sense. Have you ever played the trucking video game on GameCube? No. I can't remember the name of it, damn. I do this for a living.
0: I'm not doing it for entertainment. <laughs> if I ain't getting paid, I ain't playing.
4: <laughs> when I was growing up in the McDonald's, they used to have a uh, GameCube you could play in the McDonald's. I and remember those. They would never last long. Like, after a few months, they'd inevitably break, and so just like almost always out of order. But when they. Yeah, were... it's because as
0: teenagers came in and lose and get pissed off and yeah, get like, the shit out of them. Yeah. What's
4: the deal, man? <laughs> what's the deal with that? You know, can't you just. Uh... Can't we have nice things? No, not at the McDonald's. Apparently, nope, nope, nope. It's not really that surprising in retrospect, but it always frustrated me when I was a kid. But that was the game that they, almost all of them, had this uh, trucking game. Damn, I need to look up uh, what game that was. Was it was
0: it Bad Mother Truckers?
4: No, it was like a. That's truck one I've heard of though. It was like a truck simulator, and it was sort of realistic, but also gamey. And I just I was interested in like. What real stuff was on? Because, like, uh, you get drafting bonuses and stuff. Like, how often does oh, yeah, that really yeah. happen? The stuff like that? Like, is that more of a team thing when people draft? You need to
0: trust implicitly sure. the person that you are following. Um, it's a good idea to be in some kind of radio contact as well so they can say, hey, I'm going to be slowing down here in a second. You know, because drafting in a tractor trailer, you got to be a couple of feet away from the truck in front of you that means you have no visibility you don't know what the hell's going on in front of the truck in front of you and God forbid if he slams on his brakes you have no reaction time you are going to hit the rear of his truck and he's gonna try to slow you down along with him but it's gonna be a shit show if that happens so you have to trust the person that you're following and have some kind of communication but you can get a big old long line of trucks and uh, let's say 20 trucks and 19 of those trucks are getting absurdly high fuel mileage because there's no wind resistance
4: yeah. and
0: you you, tra- you you take the guy in front and he moves to the back every once in a while so that way everybody gets a chance at, at, at uh, getting good fuel mileage and everybody has to take a turn at blocking the wind but that's the reason why uh, convoys became illegal Ah. Uh was because it's an unsafe practice. You have to sit literally a couple of feet off of the bumper of the person in front of you in order for that to work. Otherwise, there's no advantage in it whatsoever.
4: Yeah, otherwise you're just driving at the end of the tunnel they're making, right? And It's just blowing, much. blowing right in your face. Exactly. Mm. It, it's like
0: concentrated right in front of you. Not only do you gotta slice through the wind, but you gotta slice through the, you know, the jagged, turbulent
1: wind
4: Right. Whereas if you're close enough, then you're just basically extending the tunnel they've already plowed in the air. Pretty much. That's the same type of drafting they do in
0: NASCAR and, and any other type of racing. Sure. It's basically what it is. And If you look at a NASCAR racer, you see how close they have to get in order to draft properly? That's how close
4: you have to get in a tractor trailer, too. Laren points out uh, the slipstream. Oh, yeah, like that's color. that's a good way to, to view the it, the slipstream. Stream. Um... 18 Wheeler American Pro Trucker. That's the game I found it. Ah, in I, I remember the title now. And uh, you got like your tanker there, and you're kind of the whole level is about it's supposed to be about like trucking well to earn the most money, right? And getting the best fuel, but you're also sort of racing too. So it's like there's all these different things that uh, you had to well, do. Well, that's in the, the thing.
0: Game. If If you deliver a load late, they charge you penalties.
4: Yeah, that's rough.
0: Yeah, and if, um, if uh, there's any damage to the freight, they can charge you penalties on that, depending on whose fault it is. Um, there's the, uh, the ultimate, what I call the ultimate American scam, and that is the lumper. When you go to uh, a warehouse or something, and they have what's called an unloading service, we call them lumpers. Okay. What, what it is, is that the, the warehouse you're going to does not employ dock workers, They hire out to a third party to employ the dock workers. Well, they charge the drivers for unloading. And uh, you have no
4: choice. You can either pay it or unload it yourself. And sometimes you're not even allowed on the dock. Right, so sometimes it's just, like, impossible to unload it. They just essentially have you hostage there.
0: Yeah, so basically you're getting paid to haul the load, and then you're paying out some of what you got paid in order to get it unloaded at the very end. Ah. And that's just a transfer of money as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's a big ass fucking scam, is what it shake is. A Shakedown type of thing. It's
4: like I gotta Pretty pay. Much. I got. I gotta pay your man out of my money.
0: Yeah, it's extortion, basically. Rough one big racket. Where's Rico when you need it?
4: The notes on this game say, in addition to the time limit, players also compete with the Lizard Tail, a rival trucker. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the finish line before the Lizard Tail yields additional money. That, so there
0: that you right go. There is, uh, that's a backhanded way of introducing uh, lot lizards into the, into the game. Okay. What's a, a lot, lot lizard, lizard? A lot lizard is a truck stop prostitute.
4: Ah. Gotcha. So the
0: lizard tail, <laughs> he chases lot lizard tail. I see.
4: <laughs> I see. That's subtle. See, that's something. Uh, you'd have to be inside to know that. I definitely didn't know. It was like a 12-year-old kid playing this game.
0: Yeah, when you're 12, you don't realize what it is, but after you've been in the industry for 20 years, you get the shit right away. <laughs> That's hilarious. Blizzard uh, Tail, holy
4: crap. Mixed or average reviews, according to uh, Metacritic. So there you have it. I always loved it at McDonald's, but I've never played it anywhere except for there. So I never got to play. Like, they had a system there that would reset your fucking game after, like, five minutes. So it was just oh. like. Every five minutes, there was something in this McDonald's machine thing. Because it was in, like, a machine. You know, you couldn't just touch the GameCube itself. You could touch the controllers that were attached to the thing. But uh, it would just hit the reset button on itself every five minutes, like, physically, on the GameCube. So then you go right back to title screen. And so you basically had five minutes to get your game going and play. And then it would reset on you. Um, and I never really got into, you know, I never, I don't recognize this lizard tail. I don't think I was ever chasing the lizard tail. <laughs> Thankfully. Oh, man.
3: Those things never worked at the McDonald's I went to as a kid. Yeah, it's always black screen. Black screen.
4: And, and oh, sometimes there'd be like a controller physically ripped off. Uh, Boy, did you guys even notice I dropped out? I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering if you did or not. But then I looked over and it said you were still connected. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it was uh, Grogu decided to walk across the top of my laptop. Ah. And,
4: yeah, she hit sleep. <laughs> Dang. Well, it was a... Uh, it was a blip. I I didn't hear you, but we, we cover like pros. Yeah. It's like you never even dropped. Nice recovery. <laughs> nice recovery. Oh man. Uh what else is nice is some boost that came in. Uh, including 30. I heard a couple pews. There were some pews. Uh 333 from uh uh from Phoenix in honor of Rev Cybertrucker being a gentleman and a scholar. Aw, thank you. Uh 2222, that's a row of ducks from C Dubs who says honk honk. <laughs> I think he means a different honk. I don't have any mm, on the board. Maybe I need to get one. Um, I really want to get one of them old claxons that like...
3: Yeah.
4: Something like that. That's what I want. Nice. Uh, 1669, dude. 1669, <laughs> dude. From Booberry, He said my family is originally from uh, the Beckley, West Virginia area. Oh, so's my uh, my dad's side of the family.
0: They're all from Beckley.
4: There you go. He says spent a ton of time up that way as a kid. So there you have it.
0: Nice. Yeah, the Purdue family comes from Beckley, West Virginia. Uh, my yeah. uh, my grandfather was a, a preacher. Uh, you try to call him a, a, a pastor or a reverend or something, he'll tell you, no, I'm not an ordained minister. I'm a preacher.
4: Interesting. And then uh, the last one, one, two, three, four. Sats from NetNed. Cheers, NetNed. He said... Oh, it comes from Fountain. Stripping in the garage boost. Paint, Ooh. not me. <laughs> no, oh, bummer. Uh man, we were thinking something else, Ned, Ned, How dare you lead us on? He said, don't want to scare people. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> uh Don't you want to see me naked? Sure do. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes, whether you're stripping in your garage, uh, paint or taint, doesn't matter to us. You're on the bowl after bowl. That's right. We love you anyways.
3: It's true. We had some questions in the chat from Pfeiffer.
4: Okay, uh, I have not
0: actually been able to pay attention to that. It's been going by so fast. Uh, I'm like fuck it! it not is, paying attention. No it more. It is
4: not easy, <laughs> especially when you get too far behind the curtain and then like. Oh yeah. You notice oh, you miss exactly. chats and then you're still talking while trying to scroll up and oh my god.
3: I tried to scribble them down, as they went by. Oh, good job. Uh, but Pfeiffer asked, "Who ordained you?"
0: It was a Universal Life Church. You just go online, give them your email address, your first and last name. Boom, you're a reverend.
1: Oh,
4: I like it. Oh, yeah. Fletcher coming. I like it. mini air horns, baby. There we go. I got to get those on the board. That's nice.
3: Also, Pfeiffer asked, do you get bullied by other truckers for being a nerd?
4: No. As a matter of
0: fact, I don't look like a nerd. The only thing that identifies me as a nerd is every once in a while you'll see me wear something like a Batman t-shirt. Uh, um, I have long hair. I wear trucker hats. I wear cowboy, nothing but boots. I don't wear uh, tennis shoes at all. Um, uh, um, I'm actually thinking about getting a kilt, but I, <laughs> if I wear shorts, I wear lace-up, steel-toed work boots. Yeah. I, don't, I do not dress like, a, uh, like what you would consider to be your typical nerd. Just by looking at me, the only thing you see is truck driver yeah you don't you don't see the you know the pop culture machine that that goes on in my head as i'm looking around at everything you know i've got movie quotes and and video game sound bites running through my head every time i see something and 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 i do like my i like my dungeons and dragons i like my role-playing games i like my video games sure. I like my sci-fi i love my sci-fi uh, um, I'm, I'm a comic book nerd. I have comic books that go all the way back to 1981. Oh. Nice. When I started collecting comic books. I was six years old, 1981. There you got go. Got my first, got my first comic book. What was it? Uh, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man.
4: The Amazing Spider-Man. I had a, uh, little, uh, figurine Spider-Man, which we still have, but like, uh, my uncle gave it to me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I must have been two years old. And, uh. That about did it, man. I've had that little Spider-Man ever since. It's weird.
0: And and I do have friends who still to this day call me the Wookiepedia.
4: The Wookiepedia. Wookie-pedia. The Wookiepedia. That's extra nerd shit
0: right there. And that's because I've got knowledge from Star Wars that goes all the way back to Timothy Zane uh, novels. You know, Dang. he he put out uh, tried to put out a a Star Wars novel that was. Nixed by George Lucas, but I got a hold of a copy of it. Oh. Secret, secret canon?
4: Secret non-canon canon? Um, canon? It's
0: non-canon, yeah. Non-canon.
4: It's real canon. (laughs) They just don't want you to know that this is canon.
0: But I gotta say, my favorite Star Wars uh, author is actually R.A. Salvatore.
4: Okay. Of uh, Dritz Duarden fame. I only, the only books I read were like the Jedi Apprentice ones.
0: Oh, uh, try Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And then go to um, from there. Go to uh, oh shit! What is it? Uh, the uh, uh, he's an admiral, and I can't remember his damn name. Uh, or Grand Moff, or something, or other. Uh, he's a blue-skinned alien. But there's a uh, there's an entire series. Thrawn, Admiral Thrawn. Okay. There's an entire series around the character of Admiral Thrawn, and that is an excellent read. Especially if you're into
4: Star Wars. Uh, oh, I'm seeing Fletcher may have uh, a metal moment jingle candidate here. Ooh, and I missed it when he sent it to me originally. Oh yeah, I'm notoriously bad for uh, missing DMs. But let's hear what it sounds
2: like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: then i'm sitting here banging my fucking head no (laughs) that was
3: awesome (laughs) fuck yeah
0: hey let me know where to send the 50 bucks man because i promised 50 bucks to anybody who could give me a decent intro for metal moment Uh, just let me know where to send
4: it you got it fletcher collect your bounty sir yes sir that was lit i'm sorry i didn't see that when he sent it i'm so stupid i'm very bad i love love that 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 was
0: awesome that's definitely going in the intro
4: yeah, that was tight. I will make sure you get that file. I'll just drop it actually in the folder, Metal Moment folder. Nice, that'll work. Excelente, no doubt.
3: Oh man. Do we have any more voicemails?
4: Uh, let me double check, make sure, no. Okay. There are no current voicemails. Oh, you bastards, get your asses on the phone.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, 8166073663, six, six, three. that's that number. That's that number. Um, Phoenix boosted again, sitting in traffic in South Carolina, fuck. Bad drivers. You yeah, can't Nah nah nah. You can't pass then that DNA. Legalize along. vehicular weaponry. <laughs> fuck bad drivers and then you create new generations of new bad drivers. We advise against it. Not who you want to fuck. As,
0: I say we need to start a petition to legalize vehicular weaponry and <laughs> the murder of idiots in traffic.
4: So if you uh let's say you get your dream and uh <laughs> vehicular vehicular wepo- weaponry is legalized. Uh, I got my eyes set on a pair of fifty cal's, and I'm gonna put it on the hood. Fifty cal's on the hood. Okay. I always wanted some kind of like uh, the weird side knife or side drilly <laughs> things, like uh, <laughs> video pop games. out of the hubcap. Yeah, <laughs> just
1: like.
3: <laughs>
4: I think that'd be fun.
3: Yeah, stay in your own lane.
4: <laughs> just disable people. I just sit there. Good luck moving me. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know.
0: The immovable. Immovable. What are you driving a Prius, fuck? I picked those out of my grill. (laughs) Hey man, it's a Corolla. Back (laughs) off. Oh Corolla, just shit. (laughs) Run your ass over. Funk, funk. See you later, buddy.
4: It's a Prius with two more doors, is the. (laughs) Prius with four doors makes it better. (laughs) Makes it better. Uh, I can't say much. I I bought my Prius does have four doors, so apologies to Priuses. Right, I think I it, can't uh, say
0: much. I did buy my wife a hybrid, and I gotta say, that car zero to sixty in like three and a half seconds. Zoom! It was snappy. It's a snappy little uh, economy hybrid. Interesting. I think it's a uh, uh, C Max, Ford C
4: Max. Okay. And that thing has some get up and go, man. Let me tell you, man. We are trying to keep an eye out for something with more seating capacity.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, cause by the time the fourth cub gets here, you know,
3: we've outgrown the Corolla. Well,
0: check out all the rental companies. A lot of them will have, uh, the big Econoline vans.
4: Okay. We're, we're talking like five rows of seating. You can put like 20 people in there. I've always wanted to get all of my friends into one of those and go like, have them paintball some places. <laughs> blah <laughs> blah blah blap, blah. Servo suggests I go all in with the short bus. What do you think about that? I guess painted properly, that would be a solid way to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then put some monster tires on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Monster tires. The ultimate short bus. Yeah. Monster tires, man. <laughs> now that would be a, a next level thing. I guess I could drive around in circles at my dad's place. In hey, Teddy, <laughs> the <laughs> school bus is here. Oh, jeez. Um, We did have uh, some voicemails that you have uh, teased out of some callers. Metal. Metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah, Driver, trucker,
2: Fuck yeah, man! I am a Star Wars nerd myself. I nice. Got, couldn't tell you how many Star Wars novels. Love by Timothy Zahn, Kevin Anderson. Uh, yep. Another one. Whoever wrote that that recent like a uh, Palpatine book, uh, Dark Plagueis. Which I haven't got, got my hands on Plagueis. yet. I don't know. I love all that shit. Those fucking. Now to the old Republic video games. We're on Xbox. Oh, i played
4: some of
2: those, yeah. Fucking Star Wars DJ. It's <laughs> really all i wanted to call today was, I like Star Wars too. I've noticed that uh, you like Star Wars. Well, I like Star Wars. And duh. <laughs> yeah, we did hang also out. I used to drive a truck around. I bet I didn't do it for 20 years. I did it for maybe 20 months. And then
4: stopped. But yeah,
2: fuck yeah It's good to hear you In the bowl In the bowl with the buds <clears throat> Adios, Michael.
4: Adios In hey, 20 months as a driver I'd say that qualifies you As not being a greenhorn no more Ah, oh, there you go So, uh What's What's, uh Why do they call it a greenhorn? A
0: uh, greenhorn I I
4: Don't know exactly why But I would have to guess That it
0: probably goes back To cowboy days A greenhorn Would be Um Somebody who's Basically a noob Sure uh, if you got one year under your belt, you're still a greenhorn. You got to have uh, two winners under your belt okay. before you're before yeah. us old timers. O- us old timers, holy, hell, it sounds weird saying that shit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you you got to have two winners under your belt before us old timers consider you to be no longer a greenhorn.
4: Your horn turns brown.
0: Yep, your and horns turn brown, you, and
4: you're considered a bull, and you know not a calf. You, they give you a little cake, and they tell you.
0: Oh, I didn't get my cake. Hell what the yeah, fuck? buddy!
4: You lost your greenhorn <laughs> forever.
0: He popped his greenhorn last night, man. Uh, another voicemail
4: popped.
1: Nice. Hey, uh, Reverend Cyberfucker, uh. and uh, there, Sir, Sir, uh, Spencer <laughs> Uh, fuck you guys.
2: We're in a Prius. I think that's great gas Miles, For the record, love you guys in the bowl. Just because it can't go. You know, zero to sixty in less than two point five days. You know, don't don't bag on the Prius. You know, you know what? My Prius may have no balls, but it takes no shit. Hey, Larry, fucking Larry. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I'm all about that fuel mileage, man. Anything that gives you good fuel mileage is an okay
4: uh, vehicle in my book. I like it. Yep. That's the the Corolla, man. It's so weird to drive That's around in that thing, but if, it gets fifty-five. Well, for me, um,
0: I've never actually owned a vehicle. That was bigger than four cylinders. You know, nice. my own personal vehicle. I'm Geo Metro, um, a a Ford. It, it wasn't even a wasn't even a Focus. It was a Fiesta. You know, I I buy for myself. I buy these little teeny tiny ass cars that get really good gas mileage. But my wife gets the SUV. The uh, you know the the three and a half second to zero to sixty uh, hybrid. Um, you know, Ford C-Max, she, she gets all the good shit, and I take these little
4: piddly-ass four-bangers. <laughs> um, the Jetta is an inline-five that I have. Those are an interesting little compromise.
0: Probably why I've never looked at a
4: Jetta before. Because it it's the, not a four-banger. It is not a four-banger. It's a five-banger. Yeah. It's a five-banger.
0: But yeah, if, if my car doesn't get at least 25 miles per gallon, I'm not
4: happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 25 is a good minimum to set. I like that. Fifty five has you spoiled, it changes the way you look at everything. Yeah, it does. Fuck. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. My
0: wife was when she was driving the hybrid, she'd bring me the bill for the gas at the end of the week and it's like you spent twenty fucking dollars on gas? How many times did you fill up? Twice? What the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile I'm paying a thousand dollars for a tank of diesel. Oh my god.
4: No thanks. Oh you.
0: it's fucking insane out here. The average price is up around over five bucks at the moment. And I have two
4: 100-gallon uh, tanks. So is diesel still slightly higher than uh, unleaded, or what, how how does that work? How do, the, how do they <laughs> Not in
0: California. <laughs> I tell you that shit right now. Interesting. Um, but most most of the time, diesel is usually more expensive than gasoline. And I haven't seen that trend uh, overturned recently. You yeah. know, of course, I don't I don't pay attention to the the price of diesel at every station that I pass, it's usually when I start looking for a place that I need to get uh, fill up at. Right. And then uh, th- my boss loves that about me because I'll pass one place up and go somewhere else It's like five cents a gallon cheaper.
4: Yeah. I love doing that. Uh, I've had some white knuckle moments on highways doing that. You know, like, <laughs> being like, there's a place up there that's seven cents cheaper. We're gonna
0: make it. I actually have a sharpie mark on my uh, fuel gauge that shows me this is where you run out of fuel jackass wow yeah and it, it's far below the empty line
4: see i've i've flirted with disaster a few times but i think modern cars like tell you you're totally fucking screwed way before you actually are yeah, and, uh, and they also 50 start. Miles or so. They start removing like how accurate you can even look at the gas gauge. Like <laughs> it really induces a serious fucking panic. Yeah, which uh it makes sense. But I'd really like to know, you know, like foot by foot, even <laughs> like do I have enough to fart into the up this hill <laughs> and exactly. into the gas station?
0: You know, can I piss in the tank and you know get whatever's stuck to the side of the the tank back down in there and will it actually run? That uh, it's not that bad in the rig that I'm in right now because I have another auxiliary tank of diesel on the trailer. So if my tractor runs out, no big deal. I'll just siphon 20 gallons out of there and put it in the tanks up front. But uh, I only had to do that once to figure out where exactly on the, uh, the gauge it runs out of fuel. And I did it deliberately just so I would
4: know where it runs out of fuel at. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. You got to know.
0: Yep, yeah, and when it when it hits the empty line, I have 125 miles before I run completely out of fuel.
4: Interesting.
0: Wild. Actually, a little more, but no, I
4: figured 125, that's a safe bet. Got to be safe, right? You got to put those... Don't bedding... want to run out of...
0: Yeah, you don't want to run out of fuel 50 feet before you get to the pump. No, no way. <laughs> Especially not in a rig. Jesus, Lord. Mm.
4: Uh, no. Yeah, Get out
0: and push. Kiss my ass.
4: <laughs> I saw you put a meme... Uh... You went on a meme t- uh, meme extravaganza the other day. Yeah, I though. do that every once in a while, yeah. Uh, I saw one that was like things your wife won't let you do, and had <laughs> the two diesels pu- jammed into the same <laughs> tank. You ever pull trucks stra- <laughs> like this? No, actually, it Seems well, like it might be a bigger pain in the ass to do that, because you got to pay at uh, two pumps.
0: No, actually, when you, when you pull into a truck stop uh, and pull up to the pump, you have what's called your main pump and a satellite pump. You turn on the main pump, and the satellite pump turns on along with it, so that way you have two nozzles for both, one for each tank.
1: Oh.
0: And they, they
4: go on the same ticket. I'll be damned. Okay. Mm. So you've already got two pumps at the ready.
0: Oh, yeah. And so, and sometimes if one of the one of the hoses is out or whatever, you might be able to stretch that hose over to the other tank, but uh, I haven't even thought, uh, until I saw that picture, I'd never even thought of putting two 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 nozzles in one tank is get a little DP action going.
4: <laughs> DTP. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's the reason why
0: I like that picture. I was like, yeah, that's definitely something your truck will let you do. <laughs> but your wife <laughs> Depending on who it. you're married to, your wife won't let you do that neither.
4: Midas <laughs> has thought about it, he says in the chat, so it must be true. Ah. Oh, man. Well, this has been a fantastic time sitting down, man. It's already oh, I enjoyed hitting. the shit out of I myself, just hit the two-hour mark I looked up, like it feels what? like it just damn that you, went by like 15 minutes i know That's it crazy. feels like you just blink and it's uh zooming by you you know time flies when you're uh, in the bowl we know that for sure man
0: awesome i had an, an extremely enjoyable time man you guys are awesome well
3: you're awesome the pleasure rev. was
4: ours rev yeah I've been meaning to have you in here for a while so i'm glad that uh we got it done and uh hope to talk to you again of course we Always uh, have your metal moments, too, each week. That's right. Well Bowler's, nope. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say, uh, you know, you guys keep listening, and I'll keep bringing the metal. There you go. Hell yeah. Yeah, people love it. And now, thanks to Fletch, you've got a new uh, awesome intro there to, to yeah. weave Yeah. in. I've f- got some uh, toys to work with. Absolutely dope. Well, thanks, Bowler's, for hanging out, and No Agenda Nation uh, as well. We are uh, going to be back at it. Next Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Central Time, right after DH Unplug wraps up, we usually do a few Stony tunes and then roll into bull after bowl. Uh, so we'll be sure to see you then. Until then, I'll be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City.
3: I'll be Dame Dolorean,
4: and I'm Sir Reverend Cybertrucker.
3: May your bowls burn ever brighter. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a bad motherfucker who knows how to tie good knots. Dance and move your legs around. What? What? I'm a supporter of human beings.